Hello everyone, thank you for joining me today. For today's episode, we're talking with Diane Estelle from Korean Volunteer Services. So you can go ahead and introduce yourself, tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do at SFU and yeah, more about your department. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be on your podcast. It's a pleasure to spend some time with you and your listeners. Uh, I'm Deanne Esdale. I'm a career education specialist with Career and Volunteer Services at SFU. We're part of Student Services and we offer um, services to students for free um, from when they first arrive to campus to a year up to after graduating. And so we see students at all stages. Um, And a little bit about me. So I've been with uh, SFU almost seven years. I've been in the career development field on and off for about 20. Um, Working at Service Canada uh, over time, having a private practice, working with clients. Um, And I would say one of my work and life themes is working with people's stories. So I've dipped in and out also of arts and culture and various forms of of media and communications. So I've made some documentary films, I've done some television work um, and a lot of forms of of, uh, storytelling and communications. So uh, I work with um, students uh, um, really at all streams, including grad students international students um, and students specializing in, in different faculties. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't actually know you had a background in TV, so that's fun. <laughs> I'd, I love to, I'd love yeah. to hear a little bit more about that, <laughs> but maybe later on. Yeah, um, yeah. okay, cool. Um, and so um, what would you say uh, the purpose of the Korean Volunteer Services Department is on campus? Because I know a lot of people confuse it for co-op, but those two things are totally different. Um, So yeah, could you try and maybe clarify right from the get-go what your mission is as a department and um, where you sort of overlap with co-op or maybe work together or not at all? Yeah, may you please distinguish? (laughs) Absolutely, it's such a good point. Yes, it is confusing. We are similar in that we're giving students job skills, guidance to everything from developing their work search tools and interview skills. But what we do a lot of is career exploration. And so career exploration is when you're just not sure what you might want to do, or you have lots of ideas and you're just not sure where to start. Um, or you have a focus and you just need a bit of help. You need a bit of interview help or you need to get into the right volunteer role or you might need a bit of mentorship. So we see students a lot for those kinds of conversations because uncertainty is you know, really common <laughs> and uncertainty, uncertainty is really normal too. So we, we do try to spend some time normalizing that that we don't always know the answer. and. Um, and we're often pressured to, to know it. What are you gonna do with your degree? Uh, you know, What are you gonna do after you graduate? These kinds of questions. And so students will often come to us to try to discover some of that. Um, agree that's not the right direction for you. Having a conversation with one of us at our center, really, really helpful. It's confidential, um, can bring some perspective, help you kind of connect uh, with your heart, your skills, your strengths, your values. 
um, try maybe a new course, uh, think about a couple of different new directions and um, uh, so that you can, you know, find some success, success for yourself. I see. Okay, that's cool. Um, uh, that helps a lot. So thank you for making that distinction. Um, and okay, of those services that you do have, what would you say is the most underutilized one? Because, um, I mean, as somebody who's working in a department, you know, you have that, that part of it where you're like, I wish more students would come see us for this specific thing, but they really don't. Um, do you have anything specific you'd like to point out? <laughs> yeah, nice question. I mean, I think people tend to think of a career services department as being about getting a resume. Hmm. And often people will say, well, I, you know, I should talk to somebody because I need a resume. And you'll say, okay, so you're ready to apply for jobs. Well, no, not quite. Or you've picked out a job that you want to apply for. Uh, often resume is the last thing to come. The work that has to be done first is a bit of self-reflection, a bit of studying the labor market, maybe a little bit of finding out what some ideas and options are, maybe identifying some future employers. So partly it's um, people maybe not kind of understanding that they can have a really lovely, meaningful conversation about possibilities and about options and that we don't have to drive to solutions immediately. Mm. So to that, I would say some underutilized areas are a couple of really wonderful tools. One is informational interviewing, which students may or may not have heard of. Um, it's also the coffee chat or doing field research where you talk to people about the kinds of work that they're doing. And you start in the place where you're inspired, the place that feels exciting, the, the place that feels you know, aspirational and get connected and learn how to use this tool. It's one of the best work search tools. Mm -hmm. um, I'll, you know, and, and I think the other thing people often think of when they think about work search is uh, to jump on job boards. And while job boards can give you some information, it's not all the information. And it's um, unfortunately a really passive form, even though you feel like you can be actively on there every day because you're waiting for somebody to present you with something that is a good fit versus doing some of the work around doing some personal research, getting out there and connecting with people, potentially volunteering in a field that interests you. Um, and, and that sort of way that is maybe utilizing more approaches and strategies than, than uh, people might first think are there. So of course, I think there's so many great strategies that we have that many students don't know about, but, um, but you worked with us and for us, what do you think? was one of the most valuable resources you encountered that you thought, oh, I wouldn't have known about this if I didn't come mm. here. Yeah, I remember I did co-op with CVS guys. So yeah, that was fun. Um, I think the career compass tool, um, the whole... The work BC? No, 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 no. The purple board with like your strength and your fire. Oh, the game? Yeah, yes, the game, who you are matters. Yes. Yes. And oh the my career gosh. cycle. Yes, yes. Yes. I mean, when you go in, you don't know it exists, right? But once you play the game, you realize a lot about yourself that you didn't necessarily, you don't think about it actively, right? And then you're like, oh, you know, um, now that I've seen this and you figure out a few new things or 
it just clarifies um things you value as a person which i didn't you know i couldn't have known going in before i played the game and then i played it and i was like oh this isn't nice <laughs> so yeah i think that's that's something that's probably underutilized or maybe it's utilized just um it's not it's it's hard to display or market that kind of thing you know what i mean that is an awesome and wonderful tool and it's the using stories so it's called something called narrative assessment so um it's using your stories to help you understand where you've been and then get some ideas about where you're going. And it's full of like these beautiful affirmations of the other players in the game. So during COVID, um, that company did adapt some of that online and it's called Conversation Matters. Um, and we also do an online storyteller um, software that's related with that that we can do with students still in an online way, which is wonderful. Yeah, that is such a cool tool and you can self uh, access it as well. So you can work with your educator, your career educator, and then also continue to do a bit of sort of um, self study yourself. Yeah, we also have something called challenge cards, um, which is just kind of flips the script on how we ask those questions. So um, what kinds of challenges would you like to solve in the world? and then presents you with a whole kind of um, array of things. Um, a couple of other really nice resources that we've been able to develop is um, like a 40 plus page uh, um, remote work book, re uh, looking, looking for remote work. And it covers everything from transcription services to gaming to being a virtual assistant um translation services it's just it's huge and awesome um you were part of doing some of that so you know the research that went into that oh yeah yeah it took forever <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's out now yeah yeah no you should check it out guys that's my blood sweat and tears right there oh, amazing Rotunda. yeah it has a, it maybe evolved a little bit since you uh, but really, we just put some of the design and prettied it up. But yeah, did amazing research. Thank you. Yeah, no, it was it was yeah a lot of hard work, uh, a lot of sleepless nights. So please use it <laughs> oh <my laughs> to God. your good. Yeah, it's, it'll be really good for you guys to get on that. Um, but okay, and then you told us a little bit about what you have available. Um, when do you think people should come see you? Because, okay, I got to SFU, say, yesterday. Um, at what point should I decide, okay, I think now it's time to go see a career education specialist or anyone in career services. Um, should I wait for my first year, my second year, my third year? Can I start at FIC? Do you offer different things for all those people? You know, could you tell us a bit more about perfect timing? So oh, any time is the perfect time. I think that's the beautiful thing about it, but you will have different needs at different stages and different times. So we don't always see tons of students in first year. First year, you're just kind of getting your bearings, you're getting your compass, you're figuring out your classes, you're trying to be successful as a student and meet a few friends and keep yourself fed and, you know, like, that's good to focus on. Um, you've probably heard from some of my different colleagues at different times, this that notion of kind of like getting involved and, and, and really that's just about trying to make the most of your time at SFU by 
have being a whole person. So we are academics and also um, building a little bit of um, sense of belonging for yourself too. Um, second or third year is, is a really nice time to think about visiting with us. Um, you know, that sweet spot is kind of in the middle years with us because it's really nice to start thinking about how to make connections between your degree and the kind of work you might like to start doing. And so that's where you can start trying things. So we talk a lot about the philosophy of meeting people where they're at. So you come, you have your, your, your knowing, whatever it is, and your ideas, and we can help kind of build that and explore that with you. And then we want to always be looking at that balance of reflection and action. So not overanalyzing everything so much that you're missing opportunities, but not always being in action and saying yes to everything that you're missing that opportunity to reflect a little bit. So I think there's sometimes that message that you have to be doing so much. And so I think sometimes taking a pause or really thinking about your strategy can be really helpful at that stage. Um, but starting to build a little bit of experience and we talk about that happening in a few ways. I mentioned it a bit earlier, but that kind of a combination of doing some online research, uh, connecting with people, because people's important. That's the firsthand knowledge. That's where you can really find out what's it, what's it really like? What do you love about it? What's challenging? What's real? Um, and then getting involved in something if it feels really exciting and interesting to find out more. We also see students, you know, closer to graduation, that is certainly very common. And that is also a good time to come see us. Um, and it's not too late to come see us the day after you graduate either. But if you can come earlier, that's really nice. That gives you time and it gives us time to start uh, creating some, some plans and, and actions and strategies. And then, as I mentioned, we also work with alumni up to a year after and that's also excellent you're out there looking for experience getting experience starting to kind of accumulate um different kinds of ideas and so we work with students at that stage as well so different questions get different answers yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. makes sense um and okay so assume okay i'm ready to make an appointment with you guys um who do you see? Do you prefer we go the online way and just use email to book or should we come in person? Because, well, we're doing that too these days. Um, what do you suggest? Or should we call in? Yeah, so we've, um, we're now back on, we've been back on campus, I should say. We may be looking at new things for the new year, right? Yeah. But we've been back on campus. We're there in person every day. Someone is there for you. And so walk through traffic is encouraged. You can find us on the, um, the main floor of the Maggie Benston Center, 0300. We're down there with the counseling offices, the doctors and the nurses and the archives. And uh, we're the heartbeat, the heartbeat of, uh, of Maggie Benston there. And um, the other best way to contact us is for an appointment is phone 778-782-3106. And you can also email careers at sfu.ca. All of that is on our website, which is www.sfu.ca slash career. 
And uh, so those are a few ways to get a hold of us. Um, and eventually we'll be seeing more of an on online booking system okay. coming in the future. Okay, that's cool. And um, if you're on the Surrey and Vancouver campus, does that look the same still or is that different? for like appointments and stuff. Surrey and Vancouver are pretty quiet right now. Okay. We do have um, uh, career educators going there a time or two a week, um, but we're still, we're only seeing students virtually. Mm. So you can come in and book with a human being, which can be nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but we are, it's mostly virtual appointments now. We do also have a drop-in option. Um, which is, uh, which is really nice that we're offering a couple of times a week. Um, but again, virtual seems to be most people's preference at this time. And so that's, yeah, that's how that looks. Um, we have half hour and one hour appointments also, I could mention, depending on the topic okay. that you want to explore. And then you can continue to meet with the career educator for a series of sessions. Um, meet your needs okay that sounds great um thank you for that i'm sure people will find it useful and you might have a few added appointments <laughs> which will be great um okay and then i think taking it back to uh what you said about balancing reflection and action i think that's that's really hard um you know because on one hand you're like oh my God, everyone's telling me to get involved. So now I'm going to go do 3000 things. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, you know, you, if you don't take time to reflect, then you just go through it mindlessly. And I think I may have been a victim of that at some point um, in my uni. Um, so yeah, how do you suggest that we, I don't know, how would you maintain, how would you walk the line? <laughs> a fine line but you it's easy to tip over onto one side or the other right yeah it is it's so true and this unattainable <laughs> idea of balance can often be a bit of a distraction can't it I think yeah. um and I think there will be times in your life when you're uh having to climb that hill a little bit more because there's a challenge and you're going for it and you're, you're working hard mm -hmm. and you're getting up early and you're putting in the hours. And then, and then there's times, you know, hopefully when you're in the river and it's flowing and you can sit back a little bit more, if you know what I mean. And so I think the thing to be careful of is if it always feels like a challenge. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's something that we can tend to tell ourselves that unless I'm being productive every moment and checking off to-do lists and task lists, and that's my badge of success in life, then I'm not somehow a good member of society. And like, I think we underestimate the pause and reflect, right? You know, having said that too, maybe you're somebody who needs a nudge. You know, I know some people who are like incredible researchers and they make the spreadsheet and they do the research and they just got to keep doing a little more research and they're like, maybe you just need to make a decision. Um, right. And then there's those who just like take action and maybe could be considering a bit more. So yeah, I don't have an exact direct answer, but I would say 
watch of it always feels like a challenge and you're shooting on yourself, right? Um, filling life with a lot of should mm. and judgment. And notice where the joy is. Notice where some of the natural flow is happening. Yeah. Your strengths, you know, focus on strengths, not so much your weaknesses. Like, great, identify your weaknesses and then figure out how to make that a strength for yourself, but also accept that we're flawed, <laughs> you know, and, and, and work with your strengths yeah. um, in the way that works well for you. There will be different approaches to taking action also for those who um, fit into those kind of extroverty, introverty kind of ways that we, we, we talk about people too, but there's different styles. Uh, there's different ways that people will, um, will, will take action. Um, I like to take some influence a little bit from from our animal friends, which is kind of cool. You know, you watch, um, you know, wild animals and they conserve their energy while they watch. Uh, and then, you know, decide that's what I'm going to go for, you know, in a, in a hunting kind of, you know, the eagle or the hawk or the fox or something, right? And then when you see it, you're ready for the opportunity, um, you know, and so that's one way to think of things, or, or maybe you're like the robin who's kind of hunting and pecking and trying a bunch of different things for a little while. Yeah. So there will be stages of stability and stages of instability throughout your life. There'll be times when, um, when it's all flowing and times when you gotta kind of sit back. Um, so that's a wrap for part one. Stay tuned for the second half um, where we go into how the industry has changed over the last few years.